Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you. Danny Mack is out on assignment today, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And our friend, native St. Louisan, a product of the Lindenwood University, and, of course, lead anchor for MLB Network, Greg Amzinger, kind enough to join us as he does every Thursday morning at this time. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You sound like you're in a really good mood, Randy. You sound like uh, you'd be doing a sports talk radio show in the city of Chicago this morning with two, <laughs> with two first-place baseball teams. Okay, uh, Greg, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but you led me here. Who are Andrew Chaffeen and Ryan Tapera and Dan Winkler and Rex Brothers? And, and I know who Craig Kimbrell is, but who are yes. these Cubs relievers that have the 2.64 team ERA second best in the National League? I will say this. Rex Brothers had been a big fan of back in his days with the Colorado Rockies. Nasty left-hander who's kind of put it all together. The rest of these guys are kind of journeymen. And if you go back and really look at any other bullpen other than the New York Yankees, whatever bullpen they roll out, which is usually top dollar, you find these reclamation projects. And I think if you ask me, that is the advantage of having a former catcher as a manager. Now, I know front offices lay out matchups and when to use guys, but David Ross has a really good feel for this. And he's always, he always thought this would be something that would be a strength of his is when to put guys based on what their stuff has looked like in the best positions possible. And and at the moment it's working out. Uh, My analogy for the Chicago Cubs, they're that fraternity on campus that always gets in trouble because they party a little too hard. (laughs) And then they went on, you know, probation and everyone on campus is like, they might not ever come back, which is a shame because, man, when they are open for business, that's the best party on campus. And then out of nowhere, you find out they're not on probation anymore, and you're like, whoa, party on. This is their last dance. And when we talk about the Bulls and their last dance, this is the Cubs' last dance because the Ricketts family is not keeping the big four together. You, you won't see Craig Kimbrell next year in a Cubs uniform. He'll be a free agent. I'd be shocked if you see Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, definitely not Chris Bryant. Owners like this, they take this as an opportunity. The pandemic gave them an opportunity to say, well, we're really hurting for money. Even though they're printing money over there, Wrigley Field is sold out every day. The new marquee sports network's got great ratings. So this is the Cubs' last dance. It is. The bullpen's been such a pleasant surprise. And I don't think they're going anywhere. The rotation's been good, too. Well, Greg, the Cubs sustained biblical losses financially, just to make that clear, biblical losses. But do you think the front the front office and ownership is frustrated that the team is winning? Because if the team continues to play like this, I mean, they just swept the Padres. How do you then blow the team up and get rid of guys like Chris Bryant if they're in first place in the division and they're surging? I don't think they're going to get rid of Chris Bryant. I, I, I don't think you can. It'd be an uproar. I mean, you're not in Milwaukee. 
you're not in these middle market teams because the Cubs are the Yankees of the Midwest. I, oh, well, I know a lot of people in New York are in St. Louis are going to hate me for saying that, but it is the truth. I mean, they drive a lot of revenue in that city. Uh, I've had conversations with Kenny Williams, who's the president of baseball operations for the Chicago White Sox. And he's like, the White Sox, if you look at market share, they are a mid-market baseball team. People think of the White Sox with the same kind of cash flow as the Chicago Cubs. It is not even close. The Cubs are the Yankees of the state of Illinois, and the White Sox are the Mets. It's just the way it works. And the Cubs drive it. The Ricketts are going to have to hold on to Bryant, which is something they prefer not to do. He's playing like an MVP candidate. You can flip him this year and get plenty of young talent to restock that farm system, which was depleted when they made the run. So uh, the, to me, it's not a a uh, sticky situation because I thought what the Giants had a couple of years ago was when Bruce Bochy's final year's manager came to fruition and they wanted to hold on to Mad Bum for one more run. That made no sense to me because even if they even if they made it to the playoffs, they weren't good enough to win the World Series. The Chicago Cubs, if all things click, if Baez keeps making contact, if guys like Cole Stewart, a former first round pick by the Twins, who appeared the other day and looked like a former first round pick in the rotation for the Cubs, if those things keep working out, they've got enough like pedigree in their lineup to actually make a run deep into the postseason. So this isn't like the Giants a couple of years ago where I thought they needed to trade everyone, including Madison Bumgarner when his stock was high. I think if the Cubs keep playing well, they've won nine of ten. This is a club that could give the Dodgers and the Padres, as we just saw this week, uh, a run for their money in October. Greg, six years ago, the Cardinals lost their ace early in the season. Adam Wainwright went down with that Achilles, and he was done for the year. Yet, Lackey and Lynn and Waka and Martinez and Garcia were the nucleus of a rotation that allowed the Cardinals to win 100 games. Now they don't have Flaherty here. Is there any way the Cardinals, logically speaking, can overcome the loss of Jack Flaherty for the next couple of months? I think they can I, I honestly think they can. I mean, look, he's got like top three run support in baseball. I mean, he might be number one. At one point, it was 9.9 runs per game. It was like some ridiculous stat. Uh, Jack Flaherty's popularity amongst his teammates is at an all-time high, apparently. They all love him. He needs to have a conversation with Jacob DeGrom. I don't know what he does for his teammates the day before, <laughs> but he needs to do something to help Jacob DeGrom. He gets no run support. Uh, the Cardinals score a lot of runs when he pitches. He has been very good. Last couple, not so great. But look, man, they're... The Cardinals always figure out a way to have these surprises in the rotation. Is there a bigger surprise than John Gant and his 1.63 ERA? I, I, I don't think there is. I don't think there's a bigger surprise in any rotation how consistent this former reliever has been. He might walk a bunch of people. His pitch count might be soaring through five innings. But he's giving you the modern quality start. And to me, that is putting your team in a position to win through five innings. That's a quality start now. It's not six innings. You rarely see that anymore. John Gant has been important. Um, Yadier Molina putting the fingers down. Hate to like throw anything on Kisner for what happened last night. And Carlos Martinez has had a terrific start this year with Kisner behind the plate. But Yadi needs to navigate now. He need, the, the rotation needs to lean on the highest baseball IQ in the sport to get through this rough stretch. Yes, you don't want to lose Flaherty. He might be one of the most talented pitchers in the game in terms of raw stuff. But I think the Cardinals can still weather this storm. The the Chicago Cubs are not a slam dunk. They're playing great baseball right now. But I still look at that rotation and I think it's thin. I I still think it's thin. Does not have enough swing and miss in that rotation 
to, to weather the next 100 games. We still have over 100 games left. So I still think the Cardinals' depth, including their farm system, will help them win this division. Greg, speaking of injuries and, and Jack Flaherty, it seems like every team in baseball is dealing with an avalanche of injuries. We're seeing so many star players be out because of injuries, and I don't know if it's because of the truncated season last year, the way that that player's train has been disrupted, but in your opinion, why do you think we're seeing so many injuries now in baseball? You know, Chris Young, who we just hired of journeyman outfielder, actually asked me this question. Like, hey, what you got on that, Greg, on the air? Like, what do you think? And I have an opinion on everything. Not that I know anything, (laughs) but I have an opinion on everything. And and my opinion is because of the truncated season, I think front offices and training staffs are extremely sensitive. That's part of the game plan of of trying to get these creatures of habit back into the routine. Uh, It was all thrown out of whack. And, and Chris Young said something that was just fascinating to me. You know, baseball legs are hard to acquire. And I always was like, come on, man, baseball legs. I watch football players get slammed around, basketball players going up and down the court, diving on hardwood floor. Tell me about baseball legs. And he goes, there's something hard to describe, but no matter how much working out you do, no matter what kind of shape you show up in in spring training, go stand in cleats on grass for 40 minutes. And then be ready to burst like a track star. He's like, that pause, that standing still, standing in cleats on grass is its own workout. And baseball legs are hard to acquire. They're hard to generate. And baseball players don't have them right now. At least front offices don't believe they have them. And they're being extra sensitive to any tweak. If it's a tweak, an injury that we normally see guys play through. Matter of fact, we don't see it. We don't hear about it, that a guy's not 100%. They're putting him on the IL. They're putting anyone on the IL that is important to their postseason stretch run. So come August and September, they want all these tweaks to not be major injuries. They don't want them to you know, transform into something serious. So they're putting these guys on the IL. They're extra sensitive to it. They want their horses ready for the stretch run. And with that extra wild, with the, with the wild card game being what it is, everyone thinks they got a shot. So that's why I think it's the competitive balance, knowing that these guys don't have their baseball legs because of the truncated season, and they're just being sensitive to anything that can hold their best players up come August 1st. Greg, I'm going to leave the Dodgers out of this because they do both of the things that I'm going to ask you about. But if I give you the choice of a front office that's really smart, like the Giants or the Rays, or has a ton of money, like the Yankees or the Mets, what are you taking? Yankees, Mets. I want money, man. Give me the cash money. That at the end of the day, yeah, I this is this is just my take on it. Winning isn't everything. It's not everything. I bring up the Forbes article right after the World Series where all 30 clubs' value was assessed, and there were only three teams, only three organizations that went down in value. One of them was the team that played in the World Series, the Tampa Bay Rays. If you build it, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to come. It is still a form of entertainment. Winning baseball games isn't everything. When you go into the Rays Pro Shop, what jersey are you going to buy? Do you think anyone's still going to be around in two years? It's hard to believe that. They don't have a consistent product on the field. I, as a a fan of the game, became a fan of players. I didn't become a fan of just a jersey. Yes, my favorite players wore a Cardinal jersey, but I wanted to grow up and play defense like Ozzie Smith, even though I was flat-footed and I had no athleticism at all. (laughs) So I love players. 
And if I'm a fan of, in New York, I love the fact that Aaron Judge is a Yankee. Or Francisco Lindor is going to be around for 10-plus years. And more than likely, you know, Mr. Cohen's going to lock up Pete Alonso for a long time. This is what those big markets do. They pay their players. They keep them around. That's part of the form of entertainment. And uh, I, I, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's great that, you know, the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays, they don't spend a lot of money per win. And, oh, isn't that wonderful? But time out, man. They're playing in front of 15,000 fans on a given night. It's not a, it's not a marquee event to go to one of their games. So if you ask me, while I give them credit for winning baseball with a low budget, give me the big money. To me as a baseball fan, that is an awesome product to go enjoy and, and, and really support. All right, uh, last thing I have to pay off the tease before we uh, introduced you. Uh, the sport coat game has been exceptional this week, and normally <laughs> and you, you're, you can pick out a suit and you can wear a suit, but I've really liked the sport coat and slacks game. Thank you, Randy. You know, when you get, when you get up there in years, I'm 42 now, uh, you can't just rock sideburns and think you're going to get away with it. you got to actually mix it up a bit. And I never was a guy that wanted to incorporate tennis shoes. I hate tennis shoes with suits, with that whole look that's been uh, the rave right now, the rage in baseball and, and all in sports media. I hate that look. But yesterday I had to tape a show. I was doing a show after the show. Uh, it's a baseball card show on MLB.tv called Carded. It's actually really good. I interviewed former Cardinal Dimitri Young last night. Oh, nice. um, I, I had to wear casual clothing. And if you know me, I'm really lazy, so I wore like black slacks and tennis shoes because I had to change into another casual outfit after I did MLB tonight. And I show up to the studio in a suit and tie or in a blazer and tie, and because I, I just don't understand people that bring two out, uh, full outfits, I don't understand that. That's a lot of decision making. It's a lot of clothes carrying to the car. I'm just immensely lazy. So if you see me with a blazer on and slacks, it's because I'm taping a show after the show. It's not because I have any fashion sense. It's because I'm really lazy. Good knowledge to have. (laughs) But it looks great. It looks magnificent on you. Uh, Thank you, Randy. I do try. And I know you're watching. So when you send me the text message about the blazer, it always brings a smile to my face. (laughs) Love it. Hey, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great day. And uh, we'll be watching tonight. All right. You guys are the best. Take care. See you, Greg. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the College Football Playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.